Okay. On November the 10th, 1942, three years after the beginning of World War II, the famous British Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, made a speech on the radio to the British people and the people of the Commonwealth. What he said has been remembered since that day. What he said was, speaking about the war, now this is not the end, it is not even the beginning of the end, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. The UK had gone through mass bombing of the major cities and it had survived, but there would be three more years of war. Our text for this devotion is taken from Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, talks about the beginning, the end of the beginning. Um, we read it in, uh, in our bulletin today, but I'll just read Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 again. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? In the church today, we learned about the end times, the end of Satan's time of warring against God and man, the church. Satan, the enemy of our soul, will meet his end and will be cast down forever, never to be seen again. We are living in the beginning of the end, but our focus today is on the beginning. What a beginning it was. Everything was perfect. Adam and Eve were friends of God and worshipped him as their creator. He had given them life in abundance. He had given them each other, truly a match made in heaven. And he had placed them in a garden which he had planted as a sort of starter pack from which they were to flourish and fill the earth. And he had given man dominion over all the birds, the fish and the animals. Man was the one who gave the names to the animals. In Genesis 1.28, as the background to this, we read, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. In the beginning, everything was good, very good. Genesis 2, we read, 2.9. Out of the ground the Lord made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Picking up at verse 15. The Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord commanded him, saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. This is the background of our text. Just to remind you, our text is, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? The story that we read is a very sad story. It's the story of the beginning. We must understand that it's a personal story because it's about our mother Eve. It tells us of the origin of all sin, sickness, depravity in the world. 
It is responsible for every war, every conflict that the world has ever known. It is the origin of every murder, every harsh word, every act of cruelty, every sexual perversion. It is the end point of the beginning and the starting point of the end. This point leads to the fall and the reason why all of us are born into sin. As surely as we share our, your mother's and your father's features, so you also share their sin. Sin is like a rotting piece of meat. The dreadful odor is like the sins we commit, but the rotting meat is like our heart itself. This is the first time that we meet the arch enemy of our souls, Satan. Later we learn that he's a fallen angel and in fact the leader of the rebellion. We learn that he's the father of lies, master of deception, but for Eve he was simply the serpent, one of those animals that Adam had named, one made by God and included in the description that all was good, very good. The serpent was not the serpent that we know today because it was only when he was cursed by God that he went on his belly. So forget about all those paintings you see of uh, Eve and the serpent in the tree. We don't know what kind of animal he was, but we know that he was more crafty than any other animal. Other versions of the Bible say subtle, sneakier, most cunning, cleverest, and it was a clever animal that Satan chose to enter. He took perhaps the most appealing of animals through which to accomplish his task. Some of you know that Gina and I have two Scottish terrier dogs and they had two puppies, both female. We found two families who wanted to take a puppy each and we gave the first family that we met the first choice of which puppy they would have. When they first came to visit the puppies, the puppies just lay on the ground and kept their eyes closed and fed from their mother. But the puppies grew and as they grew it became very clear to us that one was mis mischievous and one was placid. The mischievous one would get into all kinds of places like under the cooker. She would nip your feet and chew on the furniture. We told the family who would choose first very clearly that if they wanted a very quiet, loving dog, they should take the one that was slightly bigger. But if they wanted a lively, clever dog, they should take the smaller one. There is something attractive about the mischievous, and they chose the smaller one. But the Bible describes the serpent as crafty, and this is more than mischievous. A crafty person is not a foolish person, but a devious one. The devil's first intent was to begin a dialogue with Eve. As a fish interacts with a bait on a hook, so the devil began to interact with Eve. And he hasn't changed today. He still wants to dialogue with us. He begins with a question. Did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? He knows that his question will draw an answer. He knows that he has misquoted God. Eve knew very well what God had told Adam and Adam had told her. She knew the word of God. You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat, you shall surely die. By questioning God and the testimony of Adam, Satan was beginning to drive a wedge between man and God and Eve and Adam. 
What can we learn from this first encounter between mankind and our enemy? There are four lessons I think we can draw. Lesson number one is be careful when you're alone. Satan approached Eve in an isolated way. She was isolated. It says later that Adam was with her, but he spoke directly to Eve. As a pride of lions pick off a gazelle which is straggling, so Satan picked off Eve. It's often when we are alone with our thoughts that Satan attacks us with wrong thinking. Not only wrong thinking, but also wrong doing. When we're away from our spiritual home and in a place of temptation. Be careful. Be on your guard. When you're alone, many a believer has fallen into sin while visiting a club or traveling alone on business trip. So the first lesson is be careful when you're alone. The second lesson is do not begin to dialogue with the enemy. As soon as you recognize that the enemy is planting a thought in your head and wanting to begin a dialogue, you should flee. Take David as an example. Perhaps the dialogue in his head went like this. Satan, wow, look, isn't Bathsheba beauty? David, that's true, she is. Satan, it would be amazing to have her. David, yes, you're right. Satan, you know that you're the king, don't you? You deserve her. David, you're right, I can, I will. David had taken the bait and was caught on the hook. Learn to know the voice of God and recognize the subtle speech of Satan. His speech may not just come through your mind. He may try to begin a dialogue with you by speaking through a leader, media, or a friend. It may seem attractive. It may seem true, but it's to be tested against the Word of God. Which is lesson three. Stand on the Word of God. You can say that Adam taught Eve the Word of God and that Eve began to question it. Eve knew the, the Word of God, she corrected Satan, but ultimately she did not stand on the Word of God. It is essential to know God's Word, and that must be one of our goals. We also must believe God's Word, which will be evidenced by the fact that we stand on God's Word and obey it. There is no end to the number of ways that God the Word of God has been twisted. I recently watched a documentary called Waco, or Waco, sorry, on Netflix. It tells the story of a whole community of families who lived together in a big property near the town of Waco in the state of Texas, USA. It was a community who essentially worshipped their leader, who claimed to be Jesus Christ. They lived together, they had the Bible in their hands, they met weekly for Bible study, but they listened to a corrupted leader. Imagine, he even convinced the husbands that they should not sleep with their wives, but only with him. They stockpiled huge quantities of arms and millions of rounds of ammunition. Ultimately, they had a confrontation with the authorities, and they refused to come out peacefully. After 51 days of standoff, 86 men, women and children of the cult died when they set fire to the property themselves. They were not careful to read the Word of God for themselves, so the third lesson is stand on the Word of God. Don't be deceived. 
The fourth lesson is that Satan is a deceiver, a liar, a scoffer, an accuser, but we shall overcome. Satan scoffs at Eve. You don't know what you're talking about. What you heard from God is not true. Trust me. Today in Revelation 12, 9, we read, And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. In John 8:44, it says that when he lies, he speaks his native tongue. Nothing makes him happier than when his lies pass around people, including the people of God. Today, we read about the end, when Satan is defeated. And we have read now about the beginning. But we live in the beginning of the end. Satan has loosened the world. His goal has not changed. He wants to destroy everything that brings glory to God. He remains a deceiver, a liar, a scoffer, and an accuser. He has toyed with the lives of men and women since the beginning of the world. He knows our ways intimately. He knows our weaknesses. He knows how to make us fall. And thanks be to God that as believers we are overcomers. We overcome the plans of Satan by the blood of the Lamb. We fight with God on our side. When we fall and are wounded, we have one who can heal our wounds and make us stand. 1 John 5.4 For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen.